Season 3, Episode 56. It was a great big stupid week. Yeah, I, I uh, been, just got back from bringing my wife back home from the hospital um, after a stroke scare. Yeah, so she was supposed to be in Louisiana tonight. But uh, obviously that ain't going to happen. But uh, everything is fine. So we're, uh, you know, on the upswing. One of those deals is like, if, if you were going to have a stroke, I guess this was the best one to have. That's kind of what the doctor said. And like I've said on the podcast, I just want to reiterate, I did not give it to her. Okay? I know I've been accused. You're going to give me a stroke. Well, I didn't do it. I promise. But anyway, I do have... A good bonus episode of some stupidity as we start things off here in the middle of the week, standing at the fork in the road. Uh, I'll explain in the podcast. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. another midweek episode of my stupid world and I'm insane Eric Lane it's been an insane week here this this last week normally I would be right about now have the house to myself but didn't happen the my wife is actually going to be going out of town um instead she went uh, on a lovely two-day vacation to the local hospital uh she came home over the weekend with uh, really what we thought was a migraine. Turns out, no, it was a mini stroke. Thankfully, I didn't give it to her. Neither did my kids. Now, this was something totally different. Thankfully, it was okay. Everything's fine. We're laughing about it. But, you know, had to take things pretty serious here for a while. So it's been kind of a stupid week for me. But that's okay. I've got plenty of stupidity to pass along to you. And... I hope you'll pass it along to somebody else. Share the podcast on your social media news feeds, if you don't mind. And, of course, hit that subscribe button so you can get the stupid fix for the weekend episode that's coming up. If this is your first time uh, listening in. There are two episodes every week. Of course, there's this one. And there is the weekend feed with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, who hopefully will be back to good health this weekend after being... Well, getting sick last weekend, and of course, that's the story we're going to cover this weekend on why he got sick. Yes, and it wasn't COVID. We've got another insane game show to play. So, you know, make sure that you, uh, you know, be there for that too, okay? And don't forget, the in the uh, Insane Eric Lane Stupid World Telegram channel, where I post all the links on Telegram, the Telegram Messenger app, which you can download by going to t.me slash insane eric lane that's e-r-i-k-l-a-n-e now we come to a fork in the road literally the world's tallest fork in the road it's a city in oregon they want to be in the guinness book of world records for the tallest fork in the road they installed a 37 foot tall utensil outside a new food court plaza or a food cart plaza i guess the city of Fairview in Oregon said the 37-foot fork installed outside the soon-to-open Fairview Food Plaza 
is believed to be the tallest in the world. There you go. Officials are seeking confirmation of the designation from Guinness World Records. So the fork came about because we wanted something on the corner, whether it was a water tower or a windmill or some sort of piece of, you know, that's going to be on a corner. And then one of the design teams said, let's just put a fork here and we'll come back to it. That's what Mayor Brian Cooper told KATU-TV. And over the course of a couple of months, it just kind of stuck in the brain. Might be like a fork in the brain, you know? And you you can come up with an entire marketing scheme, you know? Take a left at the fork or the fork in Fairview, he said. The current record holder for the world's tallest fork stands at 35 feet tall in Missouri. The Fairview Food Plaza, a public-private partnership between the Fairview Urban Renewal Agency property owner Denise Arndt and plaza operator Justin Huang should be opening later in the year. Yes. The hard part, though, will be finding a knife and a spoon to go with it. You know, the mayor wants everybody to come see the giant fork because it's guaranteed to be one heck of a good time. <laughs> I think the city council who approved funding uh, this thing was probably hitting an equally large bong before they did it. They were going to do the world's tallest straw, but I guess Columbia already has it. Well, everybody is on edge about Ukraine, and probably for good reason. But this one lady might be letting it affect her day-to-day -day life a little too much. A comedy club in Blackpool, England, says a woman tried to use the conflict to get a refund on a two-stand-up comedy ticket event. Blackpool, by the way, in case you didn't know, is about 1,300 miles from Ukraine, by the way. She and her husband bought tickets, you see, for the show, but she called and said the news about Russia made it too dangerous to go out. The manager offered to let her use the tickets for another show instead, but she said that that wasn't good enough because who knows how long the war in the Ukraine could last. She also said... They'd already lost money on train tickets and a hotel because the train company in bed and breakfast place also would not give refunds. And she threatened to sue, claimed that they were pro-Putin, and accused the three companies of conspiring to scam people during a war. <laughs> oh, jeez. Turns out she also tried to cancel a week earlier and claimed her husband had COVID, but, well, she got the dates mixed up. And maybe the thought the, thought the show was a week earlier than it was, so she had to abandon that excuse and apparently went with the Russia thing instead. So here's the manager of the comedy club, Ryan Gleason, on stage actually talking about this bizarre exchange. So we became a little bit more famous this morning, all because of one mad mental bellend from Hull. They didn't want to come because somebody pissed off the neighbors a thousand miles away. We should have had two extra people in tonight and I'm quite pleased they're not here. Because let's be honest, I would be explaining all the jokes to her all night and she would just be pissed off that I'm not being racist. So I'm pleased you all made it here through the battlefield. Well, they say that you're not supposed to cry over spilled milk. Uh, so it goes without saying, you shouldn't stab anybody over it either. A 23-year-old man in Massachusetts named Omar Rios Robles got himself arrested for stabbing another man. Both Omar and the victim work, you see, they, the graveyard shift at the local Walmart there. They were on break when this little incident happened. According to the police, they were arguing over spilled milk. Literally. 
Omar is a janitor, see, and he was upset because the other guy spilled the milk and didn't clean it up. So they argued, and it ended up with Omar stabbing the guy. You know, for what it's worth, Omar claims the other guy punched him in the face first. Of course, Omar was charged with assault and battery with a dangerous weapon, and the other guy was hospitalized, but he's going to be okay. Omar was released until his next court date, and apparently he can go back to Walmart. But if he and the other guy that he stabbed worked the graveyard shift together, Omar has to stay at least 20 yards away from him. <laughs> Who's going to be there to measure? <laughs> well, whether it's milk or barbecue sauce, uh, it, it can affect people. Barbecue sauce really can make or break the barbecue experience, in my opinion, apparently. Well, it was important enough for one guy to stake his freedom on it. A 36-year-old man in Houston. And believe me, those Texans, they know barbecue. Well, this guy, Andre Thomas, goes to a Dickie's barbecue pit location for some takeout, and he left, but then realized they shorted him on barbecue sauce, so he calls to complain. Well, the workers there tried to resolve the issue, as they probably should, but Andre was not happy. So he went back, threatened the employees, and said he was going to shoot up the place. Of course, it is Texas. Andre went back to his car, waited around till the place closed, and the employees were then leaving and then followed them and then fired shots into their car. <laughs> one worker was actually hit. The shot broke one of their arms. Fortunately, it sounds like they're going to be okay, and nobody else was hit. Andre was, of course, arrested. Now he's facing two charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and burglary of habitation. Here's Jill Wells the, uh, with the Harris County DA's office. They're all talking about the whole accusation that Thomas shot at restaurant workers over sauce packets. He calls the restaurant angry, upset because they did not give him enough barbecue sauce and it's to-go order. Now he's verbally threatening them. I'll come back. I'll shoot up the place. He waited for them to leave. He was kind of like by some nearby gas pumps waiting for them to leave. He strikes one of the complainant victim's five times, breaking a bone in their arm. And the other victim, thank goodness, was not shot. Oh, by the way, did I mention he was a felon out on bond? So he's also going to be held in jail, at least until the next hearing. Now, not to knock Dickie's barbecue, but their sauce ain't that awfully good to begin with. I mean, it's a good thing that they gave him enough baked beans or else things really could have gotten out of hand. So, I, I don't know about you, but are you really sick and tired of the Wordle scores on your social media feeds? I, I, I don't play Wordle. I'm not even the least bit interested in Wordle. And frankly, if truth be told, folks, let me just, I hate to bust your bubble. Nobody cares about your Wordle score, okay? But the New York Times, you know, they now own this wildly popular word game. Some players say now that it's even harder than ever to play, but the Times says, look, the only change they've made since buying the game is just removing a few words they thought to be obscure. It actually made the game a bit easier. So the New York Times officially is not to blame for your losing streak. So why do people think it is? Well, Rachel Cowart, who works for Take This, it's a nonprofit providing mental health resources to the gaming community, she tells Mashable.com that it's human nature to want to blame somebody else other than uh, ourselves when something goes wrong. And those people, by the way, work in management. Well, she explains the mentality. She says, it's not that I'm unable to figure out the puzzle today. It's that they made the puzzle too difficult to figure out. She also says, it could just be that 
You have the opinion that the New York Times is a sophisticated paper with notoriously difficult puzzles to solve, so since they now own Wordle, you might reason the same difficulty now applies to the game. In addition, Cowart says social contagion, that's the process of ideas spreading through a network, plays a huge role in this as well. So once enough uh, people begin to believe in something, it's easy to believe it along with them. So the take-home message here is this. Are you listening? The New York Times has not made Wordle harder. It's just that you, maybe, have uh, just been basically stupid. (laughs) However, if you're looking for some quality time wasting in a half shell, there is Wordle Wordle Power. It's the cartoon that's leaving audiences guessing. Introducing the The Teenage Teenage Mutant Mutant Ninja Ninja Wordles. Cowabunga! Ride along as they beat the young. Good job, guys. And mock the old. Oh, I've fallen and I can't get up. Nobody can stop them, but many have wasted six guesses trying. You have fought honorably. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Wordles. They'll kill you at killing time just for the heck of it. I could use a good workout. Now playing on their phones and coming soon to a Twitter post near you. Home run! Well, authorities have seized nearly $3 million worth of methamphetamine hidden among a shipment of onions during a tractor-trailer inspection at a federal facility in San Diego. First it was coconuts, now it's onions. <laughs> in case you missed one of the earlier podcast episodes, a canine unit for the U.S. Customs and Border Protection alerted the trailer shipment of onions and officers found nearly 1,200 small packages of meth, according to the agency. 46-year-old driver, a Mexican national who was not named, was arrested for the alleged narcotic smuggling attempt at the Ote Mesa Port of Entry Commercial Vehicle Facility. The packages of meth, more than 1,336 pounds worth were shaped into small globes with a white covering and meant to blend in with the onions. The drugs are estimated to be about $2.9 million street-level credit. Yeah, the driver of the truck uh, cried his eyes out, but not because of the onions either. Yeah, if you want to smuggle drugs into the U.S. successfully, just do what everybody else does. Walk them across our southern border. Officials say they don't know if the smuggler was acting alone or if this was a part of a larger (laughs) onion ring. I'm sorry. (laughs) Meth goes with shallots, not onions, okay? Come on, everybody knows that. I mean, how do you think Taco Bell makes the food so dang fast, huh? (laughs) And this story reminds me of the opening scene in Pulp Fiction when Pumpkin and Honey Bunny are finishing up a meal at a diner and they decide to rob that very diner. There's these two guys who go to a subway in New Orleans. They ate their sandwiches. Then they went back up to the counter and held up the place. They pulled out guns, demanded money out of the register, and then ran off. And they're still on the loose the last time I checked. It's unclear how much they got away with and if the police have any suspects. The cashier, thankfully, wasn't hurt. But just imagine it. They walk up, go through the ordering process like... Italian herbs and cheese bread, no green peppers, yes, toasted please, and then pay. And they're sitting there eating. Maybe they're thinking, hey, we just coughed up 20 bucks for these bland subs. This place probably has a lot of 20s in that register. Let's go for it. <laughs> I mean, what do these men, what they did obviously was disgraceful. I mean, and seriously, who actually dines at Subway? I mean, 
I would say that this was the worst thing to happen at Subway, but then I remembered they used to employ Jared Fogle. Have you ever also looked around and thought, oh my, this place is absolutely sinful? Well, if you're at a Dairy Queen at the time, that's cool, but you probably need to get out more. There's a new study that ranked all 50 states from the most sinful to the least sinful, or, or really from the most sinful to the slightly less sinful, but still very sinful. The rankings are based on stats that match the seven deadly sins, say like uh, crime rates for wrath, theft rates for jealousy, fast food joints for uh, per capita for the gluttony, uh, casinos for greed, porn sites for the lust, uh, plastic surgery rates for vanity, and maybe exercise rates for sloth. Huh? So using that calculation and based on all that, here are the 10 most sinful states. Are you ready? Starts with Nevada, then California, then Texas, then Florida, Louisiana, Tennessee, believe it or not, Pennsylvania, at least we're not ahead of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and Illinois, and the top least sinful states. The 10 are Idaho. Of course, Idaho. There's nothing in Idaho. Wyoming, Vermont, South Dakota, Iowa, New Hampshire, Minnesota, North Dakota, Utah, and Nebraska. Now, WalletHub.com has got the full ranking, but I don't know, after being cooped up for two years, maybe a little sinfulness doesn't really sound so bad, don't you think? I don't know. Well, there's a sinfully nasty pothole that was causing some big problems for drivers on this country road near Youngstown, Ohio. I don't know if you've been out that way, but it's pretty bad. I mean, even Interstate 80 crossing into Ohio from Pennsylvania is pretty crappy about that around that area. Well, apparently there's at least eight cars that had to pull over with tire damage within a short amount of time. So the local police, some of the officers there decided to spring into action. Now, one of the officers couldn't patch the pothole, so he did the next best thing. Actually, here's uh, Sergeant Rick John talking about his innovative stopgap solution. We don't get eight or 10 in one pothole within a 15 minute period. I'm assuming people are coming down the street and they're all on their way to work, and the pothole was deep. I mean, I ended up finding it. I was able to put a phone book in it and put a cone in it just to alleviate a little bit of it for the time and help people change some tires. That's right, kids. He temporarily filled it with a couple of phone books he saw lying around the side of the road. <laughs> also placed a cone next to the hole and helped a few people change their tire. Thankfully, the Ohio Highway uh, I guess Department of Transportation finally patched the hole. I don't know. I mean, Pennsylvania, we get holes that big, we fill it full of water and go swimming. There's a 24-year-old man also was arrested in Boston, accused of trying to get into the Franklin Park Zoo's tiger enclosure. The zoo workers said that they saw Matthew Abraham in the area that is not open to the public behind the Tiger Tales exhibit around 8.45 in the morning, according to WCVB. When first seen by staff and approached, he climbed over a gate and quickly exited the area, what zoo, zoo officials said. The zoo security detained him, and he was evaluated by the Boston Emergency Medical Services and deemed mentally competent. And after he declined any medical care, the Massachusetts State Police then promptly arrested him. The zoo says that Abraham also broke into the zoo 
which wasn't even open at the time, by climbing over a gate, according to NBC Boston. Asked if he was trying to get close enough to the tiger to look into its eye, he said, yes. They say that the soul is visible through the eye. Hmm, <clears throat> that's the eye of the tiger. Yep, this moron trying to get into the tiger enclosure. I'm pretty sure that's what they call a death wish. I mean, if they really wanted to punish the guy, they just should have left him in the tiger enclosure. I mean, he's lucky he wasn't actually in contact with any of those tigers or, well, in this case of Carol Baskin's first husband, uh, fed to them. Although, if he had gotten destroyed by this tiger, it wouldn't have been the first time. I mean, many men before him have also been ruined when chasing after a big pussy. <laughs> Yeah, this just goes to show you that there's just no limit to how far college men will go to chase some tail. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the articles from the stupid stories that you hear. When you join Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel, I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at insane E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. You know, everybody has a little stupidity in their world, and frankly, I would like to hear about it, okay? If you've maybe got a great stupid story from your stupid world, maybe you just want to respond to one of mine. I'd like to hear about it. Let me hear from you. You can contact me easily just by email at shoutout at insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. -E. Or if you got a question or a comment about something that you've heard on the podcast or something that Pancho Guerro has said on the podcast, or maybe you just want to tell me of some firsthand experience of some stupidity you've encountered, well, let me know. I want to hear from you. I might uh, even use your comments on an upcoming episode. So record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com and uh, give me your feedback, okay? Um, and by the way, if you haven't done so already, and I just can't imagine why you haven't already, follow me on social media. You can look me up on Facebook or Twitter by searching out the handle Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. New reports claim that Democrats have stopped watching national news, which makes sense because if they were paying attention to what was going on in the world, they wouldn't be Democrats. 
Americans are procrastinators when it comes to their health. In fact, a new study finds half always say they're going to start a new diet tomorrow but never do. The other half don't even say it. They just never do. When asked why they started their current diet, the top reason for respondents was managing their weight. People are trying to get in shape, a shape that isn't round. A new study shows that Viagra can be used to treat medical conditions in dogs. Talk about giving a dog a bone. The grand jury, considering evidence in the Hunter Biden tax probe, heard nearly five hours of secret testimony from an ex-girlfriend who's furious she got dumped after urging him to get off drugs. This might be a tax probe, but knowing Hunter's drug-fueled sex escapades, we're supposed there's... Eh, we're kind of surprised there's no mention of any anal probes. 28-year-old <clears throat> Zoe Caston's turn on the witness stand came immediately after an appearance by the former stripper with whom 52-year-old Biden has an out-of-wedlock child. Now, if you thought Hunter couldn't control the crack pipe, you should see what he does with his other pipe. <clears throat> Actress Jada Benjamin has been found safe after she was missing for eight days. Turns out the reason that no one had seen her for so long is that she was starring on a show on Peacock. The U.S. women's soccer team has won the right to be paid equally as much as the men's players. In response, the men are demanding the right to act like total jerks for seven days a month. A 1,000 trucker convoy protesting a drive from California to D.C. is on its way. Luckily, President Biden has figured out a way to stop them <clears throat> by making gas totally unaffordable. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki opened up about the widely mocked fake White House set, saying the stage was given a <clears throat> digital glow-up to make events look a little bit better visually during the pandemic. The set definitely had some energy and vivaciousness, unlike the president delivering the messages on it. Uh, people are telling Jen not to worry about the fake set. Instead, they're reminding her that she should probably address her fake personality. <clears throat> and an Ohio teacher has been suspended after her alleged sex tape was airdropped to 200 of her high school students. Actually, here's Alex Hammerstone, a cybersecurity expert, talking about how easy it would be for someone to do this to her phone. So if somebody were to have access to the unattended phone, it's fairly easy to capture someone's passcode. If somebody is, has bad intentions, the first thing they'll do when they get access to your phone is look at your pictures, you know, look to see if you have a private folder and, and see what's in there, or look at text messages and look at the pictures there and, and try to find something. Of course, on the bright side, it is the first time she's gotten the boys in her class to spend time doing homework. Canadian Liberal MP Yara Socks stated that the Onopotomia Honk Honk was a coded message meaning Heil Hitler. Get this guy an oversized horn to honk honk with because he's an absolute clown. There's nothing quite like a liberal politician calling working class people Nazis simply for honking their horns in protest of the ruling class. This will definitely convince the truckers they're wrong. <clears throat> In an effort to make the 94th Academy Awards more entertaining and thrilling, the telecast will be presenting eight awards before the live show begins. Now, 
This is enormous news for the nine people who plan on tuning in. The off-air ceremony will start an hour earlier to present the awards for documentary short, film editing, makeup and hairstyling, original score, production design, animated short, live-action short, and sound, also known as the things nobody on planet Earth gives a crap about. Apple's Siri robot is getting a new voice that'll sound as if it has no gender. In other words, it'll sound just like Jason Trudeau or Justin Trudeau. Is that his name? Whatever that guy's name is up there in Canada. <clears throat> in fact, the Canadian Prime Minister revoked police emergency powers authorized to clear truckers protesting COVID-19 restrictions, but nothing has been revoked faster, though, than Trudeau's man card. The police emergency powers were revoked after officials dispersed an occupation in the nation's capital that had lasted for several weeks. And now that things are settling down in Canada's capital, residents can now go back to torturing themselves the normal way, you know, by attending Ottawa Senators hockey games. A new report claims Russian troops are trying to pick up Ukrainian women on Tinder while they invade. Now Russia has gone from pursuing a minor incursion to pursuing just the tip. Russian soldiers who were poised to invade Ukraine bombarded women on the other side of the border with tender messages. So sparks are definitely flying, but uh, that's just because of the missiles. <clears throat> I mean, why would anybody think a full-scale invasion is a good time to hit on women? I mean, sure, men, you know, women like men who pull up in cool cars, but not tanks. In fact, Russia is launching these missile attacks on the capital of Ukraine, and the president's warning Russia that if that invasion doesn't stop immediately, he will not hesitate to put on cool-looking sunglasses and eat an ice cream cone. Of course, there's been a survey also of about 2,000 adults who are either employed or looking for work. It reveals that 71% say their workplace priorities have actually changed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. One thing's for sure, with the work-from-home crowd, their priorities have definitely changed way more than their clothes. I mean, when asked which part of their jobs have become more important, salary tops the list. People are tired of being overworked and underpaid. They want to work less and get paid more, which is why so many are now looking for a job in politics. And the U.S. cannabis industry added more than 100,000 jobs last year, and the economic lift will only continue if states like New York get recreational programs off the ground. But if you, you know, you've walked around the streets of New York recently, you probably know their primary focus really needs to be getting people off the ground. Nearly $25 billion was spent on cannabis products in 2021, and that was just Snoop Dogg. And the American cannabis industry saw huge job growth in 2021. So now parents are saying to their teenagers, why can't you be more like your pothead friends and get out there and get a job? New York City Mayor Eric Adams says he's flattered that an actor on Saturday Night Live is doing an impression of it. He also said that after watching the sketch and not laughing once, he's especially glad the show isn't making a joke of him. And retired NFL star Tom Brady will produce and star in a comedy movie. But the New York Jets are still the biggest joke in football. Former President Trump bashed President Biden for the nation's high inflation rates and gas prices. And he's right. Inflation rates and gas prices are so high that people have started referring to them both as Hunter. Trump also blamed Biden for Russia's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. And you'd think Biden would save Ukraine if for no other reason 
then he's going to have to go back to bankrolling hunters, drugs, and hookers if the corruption money dries up, you know? So the, it's crazy to think that right now Ukraine's president is on the front line battling Russia, and America's president is on the front porch battling dementia. American politicians are striking back at Russia by removing Russian vodka from the store shelves. They've done it right here in Pennsylvania, which goes to show you how patriotic Nancy Pelosi is. She's spent decades grabbing Russian vodka bottles from store shelves. And three in five small business owners admit they now feel more empathetic toward their employees and colleagues after working from home during the pandemic. And the other two in five say they're trying to channel their corporations by uh, having no emotion or feeling whatsoever. I'm glad business owners are beginning to understand how difficult it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not easy to get up every day and commute from the bed to the couch in your underwear. A woman in Atlanta says she quit her job in order to breastfeed her bodybuilder, bodybuilder boyfriend full time. Of course, I'm not sure why she's doing it. He kind of sounds like a sucky boyfriend. According to a new report, Kanye West says he wants to redesign the world. And apparently, so does Vladimir Putin. The International Olympic Committee is urging sports leagues to cancel events in Russia to protest the invasion of the Ukraine. I guess from now on, the IOCC wanted all sports events to be held in countries with strong human rights records, you know, like China. And the American government has reinstated the fence around the U.S. Capitol. But unlike last time, it's not meant to keep Americans out. It's this time meant to keep President Biden from accidentally wandering into traffic. According to a new study, despite dealing with multiple national crises since 2008, from a recession to a global viral pandemic to <clears throat> movements against social justice, Americans still possess optimism about the future. But many of us listening to this study just think it's, well, really cute that some people out there think there's going to be a future. Across multiple surveys spanning 2008 to 2020, Researchers report a remarkable consistency among U.S. residents' beliefs that their own lives will be even better in five years than at the time of the survey. Now, if you had taken the survey in 2015, you could have never seen the disaster that was coming in 2020. And besides the election of President Biden, there was also COVID. Face coverings are now optional for President Joe Biden's State of the Union address as Congress lifted its mask requirement on the House floor, but people are still hoping that Nancy Pelosi would have duct tape over her mouth. I mean, it's great that the president no longer had to wear a face mask. I mean, after all, it's hard enough to understand what he's saying without one. And it's been announced that the executive producer of the Stephen Colbert Late, late Night Show uh, will be now taking over as the new president of CNN. And he's perfect for the job since he's used to overseeing unfunny jokes. And finally, the NFL is considering changes to its overtime rules to guarantee each team involved receives an offensive possession. But still, the most offensive possessions in football are old Washington Redskins jerseys. In addition to checking out Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World, 
on Anchor Podcasts, which is our main platform, or on your favorite podcast player. You can now also subscribe and listen on your phone by going to my uh, Facebook page, at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on your Facebook app on your phone. There on my uh, Facebook profile, you can look for the podcast tab there and subscribe and listen right from Facebook. Now, it's not available quite yet for the Facebook desktop version, so you won't see the podcast tab on the desktop version of Facebook. But if you are easier to subscribe right from my Facebook page on your Facebook mobile app on your phone, you'll find it right there. So hit that subscribe button. And also you'll find me on Substack also at E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E dot Substack dot com. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Awards. And this week's Genius Awards. Going to a Brigham Young University student who was brewing homemade rocket fuel on a dormitory stove when the concoction suddenly exploded in a massive fireball, according to campus police. The blast from the experiment gone wrong set off fire alarms and sprinklers at Heritage Halls, flooding parts of the building, according to the BYU police, campus police, and the Provo Fire Department. They all came out to the scene. The flames from the explosion had engulfed the walls and ceiling around the stove, and the intense heat tripped the fire sprinkler system. Firefighters quickly secured the scene and were able to put out the remnants of the fire, police wrote in a statement. Police said nobody was injured in the explosion, but 22 dorm residents were displaced due to the flooding. The cops said the building suffered extensive damage. Photos released by the department show charred kitchen cabinets and ceilings above the stove. Responders can be seen walking through the inches deep water in the building's hallways. Please keep your experiments in the lab and supervised by trained professionals, said the police. Officials did not say why the student was trying to make rocket fuel or if he was disciplined by the university. This kid brews homemade rocket fuel that suddenly exploded in a massive fireball. That's why college kids should just stick to drinking fireballs. I had no idea college kids were blowing up dorm rooms. I mean, after all that partying, I just thought they blew out bathrooms. I mean, remember when the most dangerous thing students fixed in the dorm was ramen noodles? You can't blame the kid, though, for trying. Seriously, homemade rocket fuel is so much better than the store-bought stuff. And then there's this. A Florida man told police he thought his girlfriend was being rough, you know, like Fifty Shades of Grey, when she began to slap him. But he eventually fled the couple's apartment when the woman became more aggressive and left him seeing stars with a bump on his head. Cops said after 21-year-old Nicole Onique and the 40-year-old victim returned to their Largo home after attending a festival, the pair argued when Onique was unable to locate her phone. Though she would eventually find the device, Onique was still upset. The victim attempted to sit at his desk and ignore the defendant, according to the officer. Onique then began to slap the victim on the arms and back. The man tells the cops he initially believed the defendant was being rough, like Fifty Shades of Grey, the book-turned-movie about a sadomasochistic relationship. When Onique's blows became more aggressive, 
He told her to stop, but Oni continued to strike and scratch him, hard enough to cause a sizable bump on his head and large scratches along his back. The man said he told Onik he was seeing stars in an attempt to get the defendant to stop the 4.30 a.m. attack. Onik was arrested for domestic battery, a misdemeanor, and booked into the county jail, from which she was released on her own recognizance. Onik, apparently wearing festival face paint, was pictured in the mugshot. <laughs> he thought she was getting rough, like in Fifty Shades of Grey. Turns out she was just getting rough to leave his eyes Fifty Shades of Black. <laughs> this guy really took a pounding, and clearly he thought he'd be the one delivering a pounding. And what about this? After she was refused service by a bar manager, a drunk Florida lawyer went into the restroom and then emerged unclothed and completely naked, according to police that charged her with disorderly conduct. According to the arrest report, 49-year-old Kelly Elkins entered the beach lounge at the St. Pete Beach around 2.15 a.m. She was intoxicated, though, to the point the manager refused to serve her. Instead of departing, Elkins walked into the bathroom and came out into the bar unclothed and completely naked. When Elkins refused the manager's request to get dressed, cops were then summoned. And upon arriving at the bar, the Pinellas County Sheriff noted that Elkins was still naked and had to be repeatedly told to get dressed. But the attorney would only put on a hoodie, which she did not zip up. Elkins, the cop reported, claimed she was too tired to put on her pants. Elkins' naked antics played out in front of several bar patrons. Charged with disorderly conduct, Elkins was then booked into the county jail, from which she was later released on her own recognizance. Elkins, who also was admitted to the Florida Bar in 2001, is also a licensed real estate broker. Now, this woman was admitted to the Florida Bar, but she definitely won't be allowed back into this Florida Bar. <laughs> Everybody thought she took off her clothes to get frisky mainly because lawyers are always trying to screw you, you know? And what about this? A middle school basketball game in Murphy, Texas, turned into a brawl after a mother punched a seventh grader and went on the attack, other kids, and then a referee, according to police. The referee, Greg Evanelski, tossed a player after she punched another girl during the game. Now, after the game was over, the player went back to the court to continue the fight. Things escalated, though, when the ejected girl's 37-year-old mother, identified as Dominique Graham, punched the player her daughter was fighting with in the face. And then chaos broke out as more parents and kids rushed in while Graham allegedly continued to lash out at others. Police say Graham hit three underage players and two adults, and she's charged with three counts of injury to a child with intent to cause bodily injury and two counts of assault. Graham was released on bond. Don't you even dare judge this woman, though. She just did what any parent whose kid is involved in sports always wanted to do, right? I mean, mom's trainer, Floyd Mayweather, was quoted as saying, Biatch got a mean left hook, son. <laughs> and you got to check this one out. Don't drool when robbing houses in New Jersey or spit or lick things or anything else that might leave your saliva behind. You might get arrested thanks to a DNA match. The New Jersey State Police said they arrested an alleged burglar after finding his spit on the stairs of a Burlington County home. 
William Clifford faces burglary and fencing charges for allegedly stealing the copper piping from the home's basement. While investigating the theft, troopers discovered spit that they found in question. Investigators collected a sample, found a match to the 34-year-old man in a national database. He was subsequently then arrested after providing another DNA sample. The police uh, public information unit said it was not completely clear how Clifford spit ended up on the stairs. I'm betting this tweaker is really wishing he'd taken a lesson on the benefits of spitting versus swallowing while he was studying molecular chemistry at the University of Methamphetamine. I mean, this is why I don't do any of these stupid at-home ancestry kits, you know, and why I only spit whenever I'm doing 70 on the highway. I can launch that loogie out the window onto the unsuspecting SUV, see? And you'll never believe this one. Police in South Carolina responded to an unusual call for help when a resident reported a snake was trying to get inside. The Pickens Police Department said in a Facebook post that those officers jumped into action when they learned that a citizen had a black rat snake attempting to enter their home without permission. We surrounded the home, tactically entered the residence, and successfully took one black rat snake into custody without injury to the suspect or officers, according to the Post. Police wrote that residents might start to see more snake activity as the weather gets warmer. The suspect was given time served and released back into the wild, according to the department. Of course, if we have to pass a test to drive, cops should also have to pass the test to use social media. I'm surprised that Al Sharpton hasn't chimed in and called the authorities racist since it was a black rat snake. Okay, one more. Cops have short-circuited a Bronx bandit with a taste of for holding up fast food restaurants. According to authorities, the suspect, 19-year-old Sincere Green of Tremont section of town, is charged with five counts of robbery following the arrest. Eagle-eyed officers from the NYPD warrant squad who recognized the suspect from a wanted flyer, apprehended the teen, a department spokesperson had said, and over a period of three days, between the hours of roughly 6 p.m. and 7 p.m., Green allegedly held up a Bronx Taco Bell, a McDonald's, Subway, Dunkin' Donuts, and, for good measure, drug stores. Once inside, the suspect would act like he was carrying a gun and demand money from the cashiers. Green, who allegedly netted about eighteen or $1,180 in cash and property, made his getaway in a green BMW. Nobody was injured during any of the holdups, though. So, I mean, this is what happens when kids grow up with the Hamburglar as a role model. <laughs> yeah, introducing the refried foot-long Big Mac Machiaco, Machiaco Bandit. The Lifetime miniseries is coming soon. Watch for it. <laughs> so, if you like the podcast... You should rate and review it. I try to pick the best five-star stupidity out there, so please give it a five-star rating. And if you feel that you want to write a really stupid review of the podcast, go ahead. I might even read it on an upcoming episode. Besides, writing a review and rating the podcast helps us show up prominently in searches. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show, okay? And by all means, share the podcast on your social media news feeds. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can get a stupid fix the next time our weekend episode is delivered to your podcast player. By the way, if you are looking for a good podcast player, let me recommend Podcast Addict. That's a great podcast app. It's available at your app store. It's free, or you can do paid versions. It's amazingly customizable. You can also subscribe and listen on your phone with your Facebook app when you visit my Facebook page, 
on your Facebook mobile app. Just search the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, and look for the podcast tab on my Facebook page and hit subscribe there. Okay, the podcast feature isn't available yet for the Facebook desktop version. You can also find the podcast on Substack at E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E dot Substack dot com. Don't forget, besides this feed, we got the weekend feed coming up with my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guerrero, with stupid stories from Florida and beyond. And don't forget to play along with Pancho in our weekly round of the Insane Game Show and interact with the podcast and get real-time updates on the Telegram app when you join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel on Telegram. Actually, you can check out the links that I'll be posting to some of these very stupid stories you just heard in each episode. And you can leave your comments about what you've read or heard or check out the photos and videos from the articles I've posted and talk about all the stuff that you've, uh, you know, heard here on the podcast. You can get a preview of the actual uh, Stupid World channel and uh, get a link to download the Telegram app at t.me slash Lane. The app is available for desktop or mobile with platforms on Windows or Linux or Apple or Android, whatever. And of course, I'm on Facebook and Twitter. Follow me there at Insane Eric Lane and visit my website at insaneericlane.com. Now, I've got one more final thought before we finish this midweek bonus episode. My bed is this magical place where I suddenly remember everything I was supposed to do. If you think I have written all the stuff that goes into this podcast, you're giving me way too much credit. No, I have to give credit to a talented bank of writers that I rely on for most of this stupidity. I haven't got enough hours of the day to go scoping out all the stupidity that's out there, so I have to give props to Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, the Universal Comedy Network, and Pulse of Radio at the United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.